You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. You're tuning in during our fall fundraiser, an urgent fundraiser this year, trying to replace $250,000 that will come out of our budget on October 1st. Uh, Wayne State University is one of our primary sources of funding. They are, because of their own budgetary concerns, having to cut that back by $250,000. That means we've got to make it up. And that means that you, the listeners, need to step up just a little more than you always do. If you're listening to this program right now, are you also supporting this program? Are you making sure that this program can stay on the air? If you're not, you really need to pick up the phone or go to the website and do your part. Also during this fall fundraiser, we are spotlighting the importance of nonprofit work around the city. All kinds of nonprofits exist here in the city of Detroit doing wonderful work. Uh, We're taking the fundraiser as an opportunity to look at a little more closely at some of their work, talk with them about what they do here in the city of Detroit and why it matters. And today in the spotlight is the Detroit Historical Society. And joining me now to talk about their work is Bob Burry, the CEO and executive director. Bob, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning, Stephen. Great to be here. It's good to see you. Um, So I think uh, when I think of the Historical Society, because I'm a native Detroiter, grew up here in the 70s and 80s, the first thing I think of is the museum, and the first thing I think about in the museum is the streets of old Detroit. I'm sure you are tired of hearing people who grew up here tell you about that and tell you about uh, the first time they walked on the cobblestones, the first time they saw the trains uh, the downstairs, the first time uh, they saw all the old cars. But but it's 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 a reflexive uh, memory, I think, when I when I hear historical society here in Detroit. Well, you know, you're you're right, and and I have heard that many times. And I think people, when they come back as adults and they remember being there as children, it, it's kind of comforting for them to know that it's still there, and it's been enhanced. Um, but we enhanced it very carefully, not to change it too much, yeah. because you don't want to change that experience. And you know, what's happening now is increasingly. On any given weekend, on a Friday or Saturday night, there's a wedding down there. Oh, there's a lot. Uh-huh. So some of these kids that were there in fourth fourth grade, <laughs> they want to get married. They're there. getting married there. So you're right. It's it's the it's the number one thing that people think about yeah. when they think about the Detroit Historical Museum. It is, and and at the same time, that's sort of unfair, I guess, to the rest of the the broad por- portfolio of work that uh, that you guys do around town. I think uh, right now in Detroit, people are uh, are most familiar with the the extraordinary work you guys did around the commemoration of the 50th uh, anniversary of the 67 rebellion, which you were the lead institution on so much of that. Uh, really, two years ago, I can remember you coming to me <laughs> talking about <laughs> yep. how much uh, how much needed to be done and how many people needed to be. Uh, included in that work, uh, I, I mean, it, it, I don't think you could exist in this city and not have seen at least one iteration or ripple of of that work. But talk about uh, now that we're sort of through the official recognition of of the anniversary. Um, talk about how important that work was to your institution. Well, you know, it was really transformational in in so many ways, and and 
it really enabled us to to really change our focus going forward for everything we do going forward. And, you know, you were mentioning in your intro about uh, uh, why the cultural institutions matter. Uh-huh. You know, in our tagline, we, we took a change in our tagline, and in our tagline and our mission really is telling Detroit stories and why they matter. If we approach that 1967 story and just told the story, this is what happened, this is what happened to the buildings, this is what happened to the people, this is what happened to the law enforcement, uh, I think we would have uh, uh, gone down the wrong road. We really connected it with, well, why does it matter today? And why does it matter into the future? And um, you're right. I mean, there are so many people. I can't go anywhere. Even people who would be inclined to say, maybe a few months ago, why are you bringing that up? They're saying, yeah, it's, you really did a fair and balanced job. I'm not, it's not my opinion or my interpretation. And we actually, the, the entire project was called Detroit 67, Looking Back to Move Forward. But the exhibition is called Detroit 67 Perspectives, because I would, I would uh, suggest that most every perspective that you could incorporate, um, and we interviewed over 500 people, and many of those oral histories are on our website. You can, you can listen to them. Uh, we've got a lot of perspectives there, and I think the end result was a, a fair and balanced and very thought-provoking type of experience. Yeah, and and I'm not sure that even people who've gone through the exhibit or, or participated in any of the uh, events are aware of how thorny that whole process was of, of trying to make sure that everybody was represented, trying to make sure that the perspectives that historically have been marginalized or just right. completely ignored uh, were 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 there and 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 prominent and that that's not easy. That's it's not easy to talk about any of those issues in this community anyway. Right. It's certainly not easy to talk about them in the context of the most uh, sort of flagrant incident, uh, the most garish incident of those issues, sort of boiling over. Right. Absolutely. You know, and it really starts with what were you going to call this thing? Yeah. You know, and yeah. and one of the first things you'll see if you come to the exhibition is a wall of words. And I know you and I have talked about this before, uh-huh. riot, rebellion, revolution, uprising, uh, civil strife, uh, melee, all kinds of words, because each of those words means something a little bit different to different people. Sure. So, you know, we, I commonly don't pick any of them because it depends, <laughs> the person I'm talking to may define it differently than I intended it. But uh, it really started with that and it really told us very quickly we had it had to not look at a week in July of 1967, but look at a 150-year period. Yeah. So the, really the story starts in, that we chose to, tol- to tell, starts in 1917, nice convenient round number, from <laughs> 1917, and it goes forward to 2067. There's a big section of the exhibition that talks about moving forward. The future. Yeah. So what, what have you learned? Have you been inspired? Has your perspective changed? Has your, your mind been broadened? And do you want to take action on that? There's opportunities to do that. Yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Bob Burry. He's the CEO and executive director of the Detroit Historical Society. We are talking to him as part of our fall fundraiser where we're spotlighting other nonprofits around town and the work that they do, the things that they that they contribute to our great community here in Southeast Michigan. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, tell us what part of Detroit's history makes you feel connected 
here in Southeast Michigan? Is it a building or a street or a memory that makes you feel more like a Detroiter? Uh, the city, of course, has a really rich history. What do you love about Detroit history? Also call and tell us what you think about the commemoration of uh, the rebellion of 67, which we just got through the sort of formal events of that. Did you go to any of them? Did you go to the exhibit at the Detroit Historical Society? Uh, what did you think of how we handled all of that stuff? Uh, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. And we'll work your comments uh, into the conversation. Uh, Bob, one of the the things that I was most impressed with out of the 67 effort was the fact that it doesn't just end because we're past the date uh, that that was the formal commemoration. You had you guys have a lot of stuff planned going into into next year. I think is is right. Right. Uh, right. You know. You know. We 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 do. We we do that. Uh, to, again, just take a snapshot in time and not internalize it and not learn from it from a moving forward perspective wasn't the right approach. So so that the ex- exhibition will be up for a couple more years. Uh-huh. And there's a whole series of programming, of outreach, and I think it's significant that it's it, we have a lot of programs. This week we have three of them in the evening at the Detroit Historical Museum, which generally, they're all listed on our website, but they're generally no cost. They're bringing in some very important and influential speakers. We've brought in, in, in recent days, Thomas Segru at Wayne State, who sure. was, kind of wrote the book on this. Yeah, um, literally. And, <laughs> yes, literally. And there's, there's, a, there's a, another exhibition and a whole series of program out at Macomb Community College. So we're going beyond the city as well because this just isn't a city story. Yeah. This is a region story. And this is how, uh, in many cases, or or connected to what happened in '67, much of the region developed. Yeah. So a lot of ongoing programming, a lot of efforts, really new, interesting tours. I I learned a phrase from my museum uh, side of the house called park and bark, which is when you huh. go through with a, do- a docent in a museum and you they say stop here and I'm going to talk at you. <laughs> that's not what we do in our new uh, tours. I have never heard that phrase before. Uh, that, that's museum speak though, right? Park and bark, yeah. <laughs> park so, and bark. So, whereas what we do in our tours because it's not conducive to that in this exhibition is maybe throw out a question for yeah. some discussion among the attendees and and you know kind of the unlikely conversations that result um, are really very interesting and I think we'd all agree once you perhaps share expect um, different perspectives and learn more, that's how you're going to move forward. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Bob Burry, CEO and executive director of the Detroit Historical Society. Stay with us and stay with us on the phones. Tell us how you feel connected to Detroit history. What are the things around town? What are the memories around town that trigger that sense of being a Detroiter for you? Uh, Stay with us on the phones. 313-577-1019. We'll be right back on Detroit Today. WDET, bringing you culture and information that empowers our community every day on 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station.
You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. My guest is Bob Burry. He's the CEO and executive director of the Detroit Historical Society. He is here as part of our fall fundraiser when we are not just raising the money that we need to keep programs like Detroit Today on the air here at WDET, but we're also spotlighting other nonprofits around town, the nonprofit community that gives and create so much here in Southeast Michigan. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, tell us uh, how how you are reminded of Detroit history. What Detroit history means to you? Are there things around town? Are there spaces around town that make you think about Detroit history? Uh, think of uh, what the what what uh, what do you feel when you drive past the old Hudson's block, for instance? Uh, I talk to people all the time who say they can't go uh, to that part of town without thinking of the Hudson's Building or the things that we all used to do there. I'm sure there are lots of other examples we can come up with together. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work you into the conversation. John in Detroit, you're up first. Welcome to Detroit Today. Yeah, my favorite, you know, I love the city's history in general, but the one area is Eastern Market for me. As uh, I used to actually give tours a couple decades ago with another nonprofit, and it, it really is a, you know, you go back from Riopel Farm, one of the Riven Farms, to, to you know, the Market After Dark thing this week. Uh-huh. You know, it's just, and it's everybody in the city. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's people of all colors, all, all religions. Everybody's down there on Saturday morning shopping. Yeah, I, I, I always encourage people, visitors to Detroit, to try to get down to Eastern Market on Saturday uh, if they're here. I, of course, uh, always think of Christmas trees when I think of Eastern Market. When I was a kid, we bought every Christmas tree we ever had uh, at Eastern Market. And I still go down there uh, now and, and, and buy my tree. So I think that's a, that's a, really, that's a really common marker uh, in people's minds. John, thanks very much for the call. You know, Bob, I always wonder when I'm in the museum how you decide which things belong there and which things maybe don't, right? Like, I have all kinds of stuff I might want to give to you <laughs> to, <Yeah. laughs> to put on display at the museum. I don't think you'd want any of it. Uh, but but how do, you, how do you make those determinations? You have such great stuff, but I would imagine that you're offered a whole lot more. Right, and, and of the great stuff that's on display in the, in the two museums, because it's the Detroit Historical Museum and the Dawson Great Lakes Museum, that's about, I would say, maybe 5% of, of all the stuff have. we have. Is that right? And we have a, a large warehouse uh, located down by the Ambassador Bridge, and there's 250,000 rare and historic items there. And, you know, in a civilized society, that's what you do. You collect important artifacts from your history. Now, as far as which ones we choose to display, it's really related to the story that we're trying to tell and the exhibition that, you know, is is going to bring that to life. And that's, you know, certain stories, like the 67 story, for example, weren't a lot of artifacts, you know? So so you had to rely more on um, video and tapes and newsreel from that time. But some stories, like we just, uh, in fact, this weekend, we're going to be open on uh, Friday night con- connected to the electricity uh, uh-huh. event, uh-huh. and we're opening up a couple of new exhibits. And one of them is this Chrysler Turbine, which is a ni- built in 1963. It's a uh, car without 
any pistons or any spark plugs or any oil. It's an adapted jet engine. It is the coolest looking car you're ever going to see. Yeah, yeah. And there's an example of something in our collection. There's only one that exists in the world, and, and we happen to have it. <laughs> it was designed as a kind of a experimental um, from Chrysler in Highland Park and in the 60s. But that obviously... Um, is a great artifact, and especially the the, the car folks are, will be very interested in that. So yeah. we oftentimes, just so your listeners know, we oftentimes say have to say no. We love your grandmother's silverware. <laughs> right. It's great stuff. I told you, I got all kinds of stuff <laughs> to show you, Bob. Yeah. I think, you, I think maybe you don't want any of it. Well, you know, if it's a real famous person, sometimes we take it, so we may have to have a discussion. <laughs> all right, well, I'll have you over. Okay. <laughs> all right, Bob Burry, CEO and Executive Director of the Detroit. Detroit Historical Society. Thanks for being here on Detroit Today. My pleasure. Anytime. Yeah. Uh, Before I go today, I want to say something to you, the listeners. You have become a fan of this show. I know you have because I run into you in the streets all the time and you talk about this show. You talk about the conversations we have. You talk about how tough some of those conversations are, how fun those conversations are, and how much you draw out of them. The fact that you go around sometimes the rest of your day, talking about the things that we talked about right here on Detroit Today. You're listening, and now it's time to support this program with a donation. It is free to you to listen every day. You can turn on that radio, and I'm always here, but this program is not free to produce. It costs money. It takes time and effort and resources, and we need your help to keep it on the air and keep it growing in scope with our region. So go to the WDET uh, Facebook page, WDET.org, and you can give there, or if you call 800-959-9338, somebody, a real person, can help you support WDET. Our favorite supporters, of course, are sustaining members, people who give us money each month so that we know how much money there's going to be for programs like Detroit Today. So do it now and help support independent journalism here in Southeast Michigan. 